Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The FT. About 15 years ago, when Alan Clark was still alive and when he was Britain's only entertaining MP, I rang him up and asked if I could interview him. He said he'd be delighted, but I would need to pay him for his time. Oh no, I said, all prissy and shocked. The Financial Times would never consider such a thing. In that case, he replied, no dice. Saltwood Castle, his medieval family home in Kent, needed a new roof and there was no way he was going to work for nothing. At the time, I took this as evidence of Clark's solipsism and greed. But now I've changed my mind. For him to ask for money was so reasonable, there was no need for him to invoke the leaking roof. He was selling his time and his opinions, and he had the same right to charge for them as someone selling soap powder. I'm not suggesting that everyone who's interviewed by this newspaper should immediately slap in a bill. It's clearly such a great honour to be featured in the FT that no payment is needed. Instead, I'm talking more generally about all the things people routinely and increasingly do for nothing, flouting the labour supply curve that says that when no wage is offered, no labour ought to be supplied. There are, of course, the interns who slog away for no payment. This system is exploitative, discriminates against those who don't have rich parents, and is often illegal. But even so, it isn't altogether senseless from the intern's point of view. They gain experience, and doors may open. More of a mystery is the explosion in the unpaid work done by professional people with lots of experience and with satisfying day jobs, but who still insist on filling their spare time with extra work for which they are paid zilch. They blog and tweet for nothing. They talk on panels, go to conferences, give advice and even write books, all for nothing. But why? With Clark as my role model, I've taken to refusing all such things. Would I like to go and give a talk to students at Oxford? No, thank you. Would I like to talk on a panel about corporate governance? No, I wouldn't. Would I like to write a blog for the Huffington Post? Certainly not. To all these invitations, I explain that I don't approve of working unpaid, and invariably I get the same response I gave Alan Clark all those years ago. How greedy and selfish I can hear them thinking as they bustle off to find someone happier to oblige. I can think of only three situations in which it makes sense for professionals to work for nothing. The first is when it's for a good cause. But then it's voluntary work and the whole point is you don't get paid. The second is if the work is truly fascinating or is something you've always wanted to do but couldn't do otherwise. Recently I was asked to talk on a panel in a West End theatre and as it's not looking likely that I'm ever going to make it as an actress, I snatched at my only chance to tread the boards on St Martin's Lane. The third reason is that it's good publicity. This is why most people work for nothing. They think it will help them sell books or build their brands or be good for networking. I can see that if you're trying to be better known and you get invited on Oprah, 
then you must go along with it. Or if you get asked to be interviewed in the FT, that, as I've already pointed out, is gold dust. But many things people do to help sell books or themselves are not obviously effective at all. In this age of big data, it ought to be possible to calculate precisely what works and what doesn't. Most of the bloggers on Huffington Post seem to have almost no comments, so one can't see them shifting many books as a result. There is one more reason why people agree to do unpaid work, because it feels good to be in demand. But this is irrational, as to value yourself at nothing should make you feel very bad indeed. If we all did a clerk and refused most unpaid work, I predict it would lead to a rise in happiness-adjusted GNP. There would be far fewer pointless events, which would mean everyone could go to the pub or see their children rather than sit through an evening do on corporate governance. Moreover, the quality of output would rise. Money isn't perfect, but it's the best way we have of rationing effort. If you're paying someone to do something and it's no good. Then you can tell them to do it better, and finally, it would mean that those old-fashioned organisations that still pay people a salary in return for labour would get better value, as people would stop spending their lives moonlighting and get on with what they were paid for. For more downloads, go to ft.com/podcasts. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.